All right, everybody, Logan Alec CPA here with some more tax and infrastructure news for ya. Uh, just today, just today, hot off the press, uh, Congressman, uh, where'd it go? <laughs> uh, Congressman Richard Neal, who is the, uh, the chair of the House Ways and Means Committee. This is the most powerful committee in the House of Representatives. Okay, so this guy is a, is a very powerful member of the House. Uh, he's a mainstream Democrat, right? This isn't just some, you know, messaging bill put forth by, you know, Republicans or, you know, the, the far left of the Democratic Party, progressives, right? Uh, this is a mainstream Democrat uh, today released a bill um, that he is calling, let's see, uh, the uh, building a uh, building an economy for families act okay so i'm going to go through it here but first let's let's look at his uh press release here chairman neal unveils ground key uh, groundbreaking proposal to reshape the american economy um today house ways and means committee chairman richard e neal unveiled a groundbreaking plan to reshape the american economy through universal paid family and medical leave guaranteed access to child care and permanently extending worker and family-related refundable tax credits from the American Rescue Plan. Okay, so I'm going to go over all of these here for you today, what all those mean based on the fact sheets that Congressman Neal's office released. But let's just work through the press release here first. Uh, he says the Building an Economy for Families Act, that's what um, he's calling this bill, right? It's part of this this you know, infrastructure plan, right? Because Biden's infrastructure plan, there's this uh, social infrastructure component to it as well, right? Yeah, there's the roads and bridges, you know, the physical infrastructure, infrastructure, but there's this social infrastructure uh, aspect of it as well that they're highlighting here and that they're going to pursue in this infrastructure legislation. So he's saying the Building an Economy for Family Families Act is the next step in the broader conversation, the Ways and Means Committee is leading on infrastructure and rebuilding the post-COVID economy to make it stronger and more equitable than ever before, right? So this word equitable is kind of key to all this, right? Because they're saying, or he's saying in the next paragraph, um, our economy is premised on the idea that some workers are worthy of perks like paid leave or affordable childcare that works for their schedules while the majority are forced to fend for themselves, right? And I, you know, that's generally true, right? Um, you know, we view people who might have like, you know, a cushy, uh, working class job, you know, they, they have access to these, you know, perks and we call them perks like childcare, uh, and things like that, right? While those who may work odd hours or, you know, they don't know what their schedule is going to be from week to week, their lower, their lower income, uh, you know, the whole childcare thing may be a real struggle. So that's what they're pointing out here, right? And this goal of equitable, um, is, is it kind of flows throughout uh, this legislation and these proposals. Okay, uh, for our economy to fully recover recover from this pandemic, we must finally acknowledge that workers have families and caregiving responsibilities are real. Through sensible but bold investments, we can put workers' minds at ease and ready our country to come roaring back. All while lifting millions out of poverty by permanently extending the hugely popular expansions. The Ways and Means Committee made the key tax credits to the American Rescue Plan. <laughs> this is not a, a well-formed sentence. This isn't even technically a sentence, right? I think this should have been a comma uh, instead of a period. Anyway, okay, so then he's kind of getting into, um, you know, the specifics here. So it's a, there's a, you know, a very brief summary here. I'm going to go through the one sheet here and uh, kind of expand on it through looking at the section-by-section -section summaries um, that Congressman Neal's office released. Okay, so um, 
let's kick it off here with this first point here. Universal, let me see if I can make this bigger for you all. Let's see. Make myself a little smaller there. Okay, that good? I think that's good. All right, basics include universal access to paid family and medical leave for new parents and workers dealing with a serious medical issue, either their own or that of a loved one uh, who needs care. Right, so this is you know similar to here in California with something called paid family leave. Um, you know, I, I'm sure the, the state you live in as well has something similar. Right after you have a new child or you need to care for a loved one, uh, you get paid leave. Right, um, this is a state by state um, thing now. Right, but it it looks like that what Neil is calling for here is 12 weeks of paid family medical leave through a new public program administered by the U.S. Department of the Treasury, right? Uh, existing comprehensive state paid leave programs or through employers providing high quality benefits, okay? So when I first saw this, I thought, oh, this is gonna be like some federal paid family leave. But it, it's, it's, it doesn't sound like that's exactly what it is because it's, it says it will be administered through all these avenues, right? Yeah, directly from the federal government, also through existing state programs or through employers providing high quality benefits. Now, something to uh, point out here in the, um, the, the section by section summary is that this would include all workers, okay? Uh, full-time and part-time, including gig workers and other self-employed workers, right? So this is kind of similar uh, to something that we saw with the, a lot of the COVID legislation, right? With the PUA for unemployment. Typically, unemployment was only available to employees, Right with the PUA, the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance, uh, they uh, extended that to gig workers, self-employed individuals. Right, so it seems like they're going for something similar here. It's going to be federally funded, but administered through, uh, you know, either directly from the government through state programs. Right, kind of like unemployment was the or the Pandemic Unemployment was federally funded, but administered through state programs or administered through uh, through the private sector through through employers. So I found that very uh, interesting here that they want this to cover all workers, leaving uh, no one behind. So going back to the summary here, it says for a typical worker, the paid leave benefit would replace about two thirds of wages with higher wage replacement for low wage workers, allowing families to stay afloat until a wage earner could return to work. So this is a very um, gross estimate here. <laughs> you actually look into the section by section summary here. It's actually, the benefit will actually be calculated kind of at a gradual, kind of how the tax system works, right? Oh, your first this much of income is taxed at this much, then your next this much of income is taxed at this much. Kind of the same thing here, right? So they're shooting for 2020, the year 2023 to start this. And uh, so the first $1,257 of average monthly earnings will be replaced at 85%. Okay, so, um, and then the, you know, the next tier, which is between $1,257 of monthly earnings and $2,854 of monthly earnings will be replaced at 75%. Right between 2854 and 6,000 at 55%, and then uh, between 6,000 and 8,333 at 25%, and then 5% of average monthly earnings between $8,333 and $20,833. Now this, that's that's kind of a lot, right? To be participating in a, a federal benefits program uh, like this, you know, $20,000 a month. Uh, that's you know, it's over $200,000 um, a year, right? $240,000 a year. So um, that's that's quite interesting. Granted, it's a very small percentage. So if we bust out a spreadsheet here and do a little math, 
Um, okay, so let's say, right, let's say you make, I don't know, um, $3,000 a month, right? Okay, so your, uh, where was that? So the first 1,257, right, would be, what was it, 85%? Yeah, 80, 85%. Okay, so the wage replacement for this uh, family, family leave. And then what, the next 2854 and between that, okay, so we're gonna, the next $1,597 would be 75% replacement. And then the remaining little bit there of $146 would get 55% replacement, okay? So total $2,347, right? So what is that as a total replacement, total monthly wages, total replacement? So what would that be? Uh, replacement as percentage of wages. Wow, okay. So that, that in, this, in this particular scenario, like 78%. Okay, so that's that component. Let's uh, move right along here. Uh, guaranteed access to childcare that's available, affordable, high quality, and provided by workers who earn a living wage. Okay, so kind of the cornerstone of this is to create this, what they're calling a childcare information network to give parents and guardians frequently updated information about available childcare slots that meet their needs, improve the physical quality of childcare facilities through infrastructure projects, and address childcare shortages across the country by permanently increasing and indexing the childcare entitlement to states to $10 billion a year and providing additional targeted funding. Okay, so this seems like it, uh, 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 like an information network, right? Of available uh, childcare opportunities in your neighborhood, right? So I have to call around at different places, right? Hey, do you have a spot, do you have a spot? Um, I'm I'm fortunate enough, right, where we don't have to deal with this. Uh, I work from home. My wife uh, full-time cares for our son, and she's also pregnant right now. If you don't know, we're actually due uh, next month with another baby. So we're fortunate, to, fortunate enough to be in that situation. Obviously, many people are not. And, uh, you know, child care is a huge issue, right? And even just getting information on where can I drop my kid off today, um, right? So it's talking about available child care slots that meet their needs, Right. You know, where can I find childcare for my kid? Oh, I got a new job. My schedule changed. My old childcare provider, you know, it doesn't work, so I have to find a new one. So this seems like a, a common information network to uh, meet the childcare needs of people in the community. Um, let's go to this sheet here. Okay, so basically this is the sheet on the childcare. It doesn't uh, explain it all that much. It's it. This sheet here is basically just talking about how how great the need uh, access to child care is how you know a lot of the times it's inequitable you know based on race and uh, you know how child care workers are you know don't make a lot of money how the pandemic has um, you know affected the child care industry I think they go into a little bit more detail on this page here Okay, we got guaranteed access to child care, right? So this is that child care information network. Um, <clears throat> it looks like there's grants, right, to the states to improve 
uh, their existing child care networks. Uh, yeah, so it seems like a lot of this is state funding um, to the states based on if they jump through, you know, certain hoops pertaining to child care to make child care more accessible. Okay. Um, oh, and this one too. Yeah. A new refundable payroll tax credit for wages paid by certain child care providers up to $5,000 per year to raise the wages of essential child care workforce an industry that is built on the backs of underpaid, um, women of color, right? That's what this is saying. So it's basically saying, look, employers, uh, we're going to give you a, a payroll tax credit, right? To, for the wages that you pay your child care workers for. And the whole goal of this is to increase the wages paid, uh, to these child care workers, right? Who, you know, this, this sheet over here pointed out that child care workers earn less than $11.50 an hour on average, right? Um, okay, so that is that. And then this is a new, and then here's another component of this, uh, of this bill, a new worker information system to make sure workers know about help that's available and don't get locked out of programs that are supposed to help them, like unemployment insurance, paid leave, and child care assistance, right? Thankfully, we have the internet these days, right, where people can find out about things, whether it's, you know, stimulus checks or, uh, you know, unemployment or whatever. But it looks like the goal here is to make sure people don't fall through the cracks, right? Especially people who don't have an internet connection, right? Because, you know, obviously you're watching this on YouTube. I'm creating this on YouTube. It seems that, oh, well, everyone has internet. No, not, not everybody has, has internet like you and I do to access information about this stuff, right? So I think they, they just wanna make sure people don't fall through the cracks in accessing the benefits that they're eligible for, right? Like unemployment, you know, paid leave, especially this new expanded paid leave they're going for here uh, and the child care assistance that they talked about here. And then there's also the tax aspect here. Um, so the tax aspect of this Building an Economy for Families Act basically centers on making permanent several of the tax changes uh, pertaining to families that were instituted uh, by the American Rescue Plan Act, right, which was the recent stimulus bill that had the third stimulus check and a lot of other stuff, okay? Um, uh, so obviously the child tax credit, um, this bill is pushing to make that permanent. I was looking at that earlier. I think that's what it's going for. We've heard that, that Biden, the White House may push just to make it extended through 2025, right? I made a video on that, I believe last week. Uh, but when I read this one sheet here, or this, this section by section summary, I think they're talking about making, yeah, making it permanent, not just through 2025, but permanent, right? This this increased child tax credit, I've gone over all the details in a previous video, you know, this increased child tax credit with the monthly payment, right? The monthly payment that for this year, the IRS is supposed to start in July. Um, that's the latest we've heard. I made a video about that recently. Um, but yeah, so they're looking to make this permanent. I think all the numbers here, oh wait, this this is a child independent care uh, credit. That's That's actually different. Uh, where's a child tax credit? Here it is, right? Child tax credit. Uh, do they say, yeah, makes permanent, right? This policy. Okay. Um, all these numbers I've gone over in a previous video, so I'm not going to reiterate them here, but yeah, basically permanent child tax credit, uh, changes that were brought about by the third stimulus bill. It's interesting. This is not in the same order as the section by section summary. Anyway, uh, earned income tax credit, right? Making those changes permanent as well. Okay. So reducing, uh, the minute, so if you don't have kids, right, and you want to claim the earned income tax credit before, right, American Rescue Plan, you have to be at least 25 years old. They want to reduce that to 19 years old, right? Uh, they are increasing the eligibility for the earned income tax credit, uh, the maximum credit amount for several people. So this is all stuff from the American Rescue Plan, the third stimulus bill. Um, they want to make those permanent, right? I think the word permanent is, yeah, permanent. Right, so permanent, 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 making these tax changes to the American Rescue Plan, plan permanent. And of course, the other one, which is the one I mistakenly highlighted previously, 
uh, is a child and dependent care credit. Uh, where was that? Huh, kind of out of order, aren't they? Here we go. Right, the child and dependent care credit, right? This is, you know, you pay for daycare for your kid, right? Um, you know, it used to be you couldn't, make, you couldn't make a whole lot of money, right, to take this credit. Uh, but now, thanks to the American Rescue Plan for 2021, you know, that the income thresholds are higher, the credit amount is higher than it used to be, right? Again, that was just for 2021 in the American Rescue Plan Act. This bill, right, this, what are they calling it? Building an economy for American Families Act. They want to make that permanent. All right, folks, well, that's what you need to know right now about the Building an Economy for Families Act that Richard Neal has released today. Is this a slam dunk? Is this exactly what's going to happen? I don't know, but I think it's pretty darn close. I mean, it seems to be, generally speaking, in step with the White House's goals for infrastructure, at least the social infrastructure component uh, of their infrastructure plan. There's some nits to work out, right? There's going to be some negotiations and some talks behind closed doors between the White House and congressional Democrats, no, no doubt about that. Um, but I think we will see something along these lines, right, in the final piece of legislation that Democrats try to get through Congress here on infrastructure. Now, if anything is going to hold this up, right, I don't think it's going to be the progressives. I think it's going to be that group of uh, 21 Democrats who have said that they will not vote in favor of a, um, uh, of a tax plan, right, which is likely going to be combined with an infrastructure plan here if it does not include a repeal of the $10,000 limit on the itemized deduction for state and local taxes. I made a video about that this morning. You can check it out right over here. Also, previously, I made a video about the 2021 child tax credit. That could very well be extended through 2025 or perhaps permanently, as Chairman Neal is talking about in this bill. You can check out that video right down here. I'll see you in those videos.